Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Elders, the preachers, none walk around. Somehow made it in some and some Good morning. What thought I'd see were somehow absentees, but as for me Jesus Christ. Golfing is anointing. Paula, I need you to look for an email from me. I need to ask you something. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, I thank you. Just to hear him say, well done. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm in a heaven state of mind. Um, and this song, song says, just to hear you say, well done. Like, just to hear you at the, the end of the day say, well done. Nothing else matters. Like, nothing else matters. This world will get you so consumed and so caught up in everything else. But I'm just telling you, the goal, the heaven state of mind has to become where you position yourself. And you're like, you know what? 
all of this stuff that I thought was important absolutely does not matter anymore like it doesn't all these things that I were consumed with all these things that I was overwhelmed with all this stuff that I spent my mind on right that it's like no I'm not supposed to be thinking about those things I'm not supposed to be consumed about those things those are the things that the enemy for so long has tried to keep me focused on so many things external or so many things beloved and below and it's like no you need to get a heaven state of mind like you got to get a heaven state of mind you got to get what the kingdom looks like in heaven so that it can manifest here on earth and that's just where i am right now like i'm in a heaven state of mind i'm thinking above i'm thinking on things above and anytime my mind tries to take me into a place that's not heavenly or doesn't doesn't line up with god's will for my life i just keep capturing my thoughts and centering them back on i will only think on those things above i'm only going to meditate on what i want to see i'm not meditating on anything else in this season i'm only going to meditate on what I want to see. I only want to see heaven in my life. I only want to experience the glory of God in my life. And there has to become a place or a position where you kind of draw your line in the sand and you make a decision. You know what? For God, I'll live and for God, I'll die. And God, I'll give you the work of my hands and I'll give you my feet and I'll give you my money and I'll give you my car and I'll give you my very life. And you can have my children. You can have my marriage. You can have whatever it is, God. You can have whatever it is. I just want to see your glory. I just want to manifest your glory. I just want to live in your glory. And so a heaven state of mind looks different. You got to go get a revelation of what the streets of gold look like and what the mansions look like. And you got to go look and think you got to go meditate on that because this world will pull you in so many different directions and you'll get focused on sickness and you'll get focused on lack and you'll get focused on your persecution. Even though the word tells us that persecution is good for us, you'll become consumed in those things and you'll leave the spiritual side of God, right? You get to, to the, the spiritual side of God. And so I'm just in a heaven state of mind. <laughs> Like I'm just in a heaven state of mind. Like my mind is like, no, there's nothing better than your kingdom. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth in this devotional, in my relationships. Like I need a heaven state of mind, right? Jay-Z Jay wrote a song, a New York state of mind. I got a heaven state of mind. Like I got a heaven state of mind and meditating and understanding Jesus. <laughs> and when I get to heaven, him embracing me and him wrapping me and me hearing God say, well done and his anointing. And so I'm like, Paul, I'm, I'm, I'm focused. <laughs> I'm focused towards finishing my column, focused towards finishing my purpose. And do you know, if you'll get that st state of mind, if you get pulled into a heaven state of mind, that things that we were attached to you, that were hindering you, that were holding you back, those things will begin to fall off. But you just got to go. You got to take yourself there. You got to allow yourself take, to go there. I got to go to a heaven state of mind. I got to go. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want heaven in my life right here on earth. I'm not going to 
spend time on anything else. And so we have to seat our thoughts on things above. You have to seat your mind on things above. You have to understand that if it's not pure, if it's not lovely, if it's not good report, it's not coming from God. It's not coming from God. Like it's not coming from God. That that's not what it's doing. It's not coming from God. And so we are in, I'm just telling you just the heaven state of mind. It's a different, it, it understand, it makes me understand and it undermines the devil's kingdom. It takes back his power and authority that we allow him to have in our life. This is not about emotion. This is not about feelings. This is about us basking in the truth and understanding what God did for us and definitely what Jesus did for us on the cross. So just close your eyes for a second. Stop, stop talking, stop posting, stop commenting. Just take you a breath in and just imagine what it's going to be like for us in heaven. Imagine seeing God, imagine seeing Jesus. Imagine there's no more sickness. There's no more disease. Imagine how beautiful it is. Imagine how solid solace it is. Imagine the angels singing. Imagine them saying, holy, holy, holy is he, my God, my God, my God. Imagine seeing God for the first time. Imagine Jesus. Imagine seeing the people that um, you lost along the way. Like I, but, but whole, right? Like, but whole, imagine seeing them, but whole. I imagine my husband is whole, not an oxygen tank, not an oxygen tank, not an oxygen tank. I can see him smiling. I can see him dancing. My grandmother is whole. Shouldn't have dementia. She knows exactly who I am. My aunt Donna is whole, whole. Shouldn't have pancreatic cancer. There's no cancer in heaven. There's no sickness. There's no disease in heaven. There's no lack in heaven. My father said he would prepare many rooms for us. So imagine there's no lack. Imagine that. Put yourself in a heaven state of mind. See heaven today. See heaven. And then imagine that same heaven here on earth. <laughs> imagine that same heaven here on earth. Imagine that same heaven. Your eyes supposed to be closed. Y'all not supposed to be talking to each other. You're supposed to be listening to the power of the Holy Spirit. God is trying to set you in the presence of, of, oh, of holiness, right? He's trying to put you into a position and a place so that you understand that this thing is bigger than anything you imagine. So just close your eyes for just a second. Imagine what it's going to be like when you see Jesus. Imagine what it's going to be like when you see Jesus and then heaven becomes your goal. Heaven becomes your goal. Heaven Heaven is the goal. Heaven is the goal. Like heaven is the goal, right? And imagine now we're not left. You're not left alone. You're not forsaken. You're not forgotten. You're not orphaned. You're not abandoned. God has heard your prayers. I promise he has. The angels are working. The atmosphere is set for your miracle. Imagine the same loving father 
taking care of you here on earth. Imagine that the same Jesus standing in the gap, the same Jesus is at the throne. The same Jesus that you just saw in heaven is the same Jesus that, that is here. Imagine the Holy Spirit advocating for you, going before you. Just imagine now heaven is here in your life, right? God did not want you to experience just heaven when heaven comes. He wants you to experience his kingdom here on earth. But if you don't have a heaven state of mind, if you don't have your mind set on things above, then you won't be able to receive what God will do for you here right on earth. And you'll, you'll spend so much time in condemnation and in strife and in wrath. Those are devices of the enemy. That's not from our God. That's not the God. Even when he was a God of war, he just came in and took authority real big. Like he didn't take it. It didn't look like some of the things we've been warring against. And so you got to get into a heaven state of mind. You got to get into Paul said, I'm. I ain't worried about that stuff in the past no more. That's what Paul said. I'm just summarizing. I, I, I ain't got time to spend time there. I ain't got time. I got to put my mind on things above. I got to press towards the mark of the high call of Jesus Christ on my life. I got to I got to move into a direction that keeps me in a heaven state of mind. I cannot spend all this time on things in my past or things that happened yesterday. I cannot. And Romans reminds us that there's absolutely no condemnation in Jesus Christ. And so every time the enemy starts trying to come in like a flood, put yourself in a heaven state of mind. Start imagining Jesus. Start imagining what it's going to be like in heaven. Let the peace that passes all understanding flood you and overwhelm you and come come to you and put you in a position in which you imagine everything in the kingdom is aligned. And if everything in the kingdom is aligned in heaven, then why would there not be everything aligned in my life? Like why, why would my life not line up with kingdom? Why would God's desire for my life not line up with kingdom? My God, I want to, I'm going to, um, I want to pray this morning. I want to get ready so that we can get into the word of God. I want you to get into a heaven state of mind, right? You can't Kim, you cannot spend time in your past. Um, you cannot spend time emotionally all over the place. Um, you got to spend more time in solitude. Solitude is not a bad thing. Remember I said, some of y'all talk too much. Some of us talk too much. We got to spend more time quiet. Everything doesn't require a response. The more time that we spend quiet, the more time that our spirit begins to align with kingdom, all of the talking, all of the desires, all of the needs to be entertained, all of the need to um, always have people fulfilling your needs is not of God. God was designed to uniquely fulfill your needs. You were created by God for the glory of God and for God to get your, the glory out of your life for God to get the glory out of your life. And so those are the things important, not the minute things, not the little things that we spend time on. We'll miss God's presence. We'll miss the opportunity to experience God by meditating on things that don't even matter. Um, that's why God prefers for us to slow down. Most of us don't slow down. We move real fast. 
Um, and when we move real fast, you'll miss the very nature of God. God is not loud. He can get loud, but he is not. He comes as a quiet, a small, a still spirit, right? And so you'll miss the quiet, small, still spirit because you're always talking, because you're always moving, because you're always shaking, because you won't give him a Sabbath, because you won't spend quiet time with him, because you don't pause long enough for him to talk to you. And I'm only telling you this from experience. <laughs> I'm only telling you this from what I led and how I lived. And now in my more quiet spaces and my ability to slow down and my ability to take my time and my ability to get rid of things off my plate that God is saying are not necessary for me in the season and my ability to pull away from social media, right? To only use it as its tool and my ability. Some of y'all still struggling with social media. I feel, I heard you, Holy Spirit. Some of y'all really still struggling with social media. Some of y'all still on here way more than you should. And God has been trying to talk to you and provide answers for you. And he can't, and you think you on here monitoring God on social media, but it's been a trap because all the other images that have been getting in your head are keeping you from being divinely disconnected. And if you don't understand that, there's all, there's nothing that you should be consumed in more than you should be consumed in the word of God. And so if social media still has a hold on you, you're going to ask, you don't have to ask God to help you, like help me break this hold off me because I don't need to be consumed because whether you know it or not, it becomes an idol, right? Whether I know it or not, you becomes an idol. And God said that you shall have no other gods before me. Well, I guess social media is an idol. Things will be an idol in your life and you won't even recognize that it's an idol. You, you won't even recognize that it's an idol. And because God moves so quiet and stealth like, you'll miss the wisdom that you need, trying to get the wisdom that you need from somewhere else versus getting the wisdom of God. A woman of God shares something very powerful and then I'm going to pray and we're going to get into the word. She said something very powerful to me. She said she was watching a lady online. Social media is good. I'm not saying social media is bad. God is going to definitely get the glory out of it. But um, she was watching another lady online, but she was hungering and thirsting for more word. And she began to pray. She said, Lord, I want to connect to another devotional. I want to connect to um, something that, that is going to grow me spiritually. And she said before she knew it, I had came across her timeline and her petition in prayer, let the door, let, let God open up the door for her to receive what she needed. And I'm saying this to you because if you pray and ask God to help you in any circumstance or situation, he always provides a way of escape and he's always going to give you exactly what you need, especially when you're praying for things above. So if social media is your issue, I'm going to give you a solution today. You need to check it three times a day. You only need to check it three times a day. You can come in morning, you can come in in the afternoon, and you can come in in the evening. And then you only need to allow yourself 10 to 15 minutes of time on social media. You need to take your notifications off. This is practicality. This is so you can break the stronghold. This is so you won't have the shakes and the shiver three times a day. <laughs> no more than 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes a day morning, noon, and night. You may need to take the app off your phone. You may need to turn your notifications off, 
but social media should not have a hold on you because it'll become a distraction. I don't care what list you're subscribed to. Find another way to subscribe to the list. Most of the resources on, on social media also have emails, go to their websites. That's why I always tell you, subscribe to my website, get connected, but I'm not, but find a way to disconnect. So you're not overwhelmed or consumed. You're not missing anything, right? And then your spirit will begin to settle and you'll be able to hear more from God. And I just heard somebody say, how's she going to tell us to do without, what, what to do with our social media? How's she going to tell me what to do? I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but the Lord is. The Lord is trying to give you a wisdom that comes from above so that you can strengthen. You can be strengthened um, in your spirit so you can be strengthened in your inner man so your mind can be properly renewed. You will be amazed at how many of our thoughts do not align with God's thoughts. And the reason that you can tell that your thoughts don't align with God's thoughts is because your will isn't in align with his will. <laughs> your will is in align with his will. You're not in align with his will. You're not sensitive enough to his voice, right? You're still struggling with some of the things that you don't need to be struggling with. When we are in a position or a place where we can't hear God or feel God or think God is not answering us. We talked about that yesterday, right? Then we probably have some things tied to our soul that don't necessarily be tied for our soul. So use social media for the good. That's a tip for you. That'll help you and fast from it. Put consecrate yourself and figure it out so that you're able to hear God at the capacity and the level that you need to. Nothing should have more of your time than God. Nothing we should have more of your time than God. And you might need to just position yourself. He said, there shall have no other God before me, right? Nothing else should be calling me. Nothing else should be pushing. You shall have no other God. Nothing else should lord over you. Nothing else should have your time. No person, no nothing. Nothing else should have your mind or your time more than God. You should only be thinking. And you guys, sometimes we'll feel like this is impossible, but it's not impossible. It's not impossible. This is what Jesus did for us. Jesus broke all strongholds. Jesus um, dealt with every manner of sickness. This is what Jesus did for us. He came so that we would not be consumed with idols. And then we have the help of the Holy Spirit that will lead you in the direction of the way that you want to go. I want to say this. I want to see you tonight at Bible study. This Bible study is for you. Ladies, this Bible study is for you. It's for you to get healed. It's for you to get whole. It's, it's, it's in position so that you can begin to live a life that is full. So you won't be so up and down. So you won't be so emotionally overwhelmed. And if you're in Little Rock, I want to see you on campus. Stop making excuses why you can't meet us on campus. You can meet us on campus. It's nothing it's nothing more important than this time for you. You need to be restored. You need to be healed. You need to be whole. You need to be solid in your purpose. You need to understand the call of God on your life. And for those of you that are not local, we have it online. And there is something powerful transforming in the online devotional as well. So I don't, no more excuses. Don't make an excuse. Don't say I ain't got the book. Don't worry about whether or not somebody's going to look at me funny. I don't care if you used to attend and you don't attend now. Tonight, I want to see you at Bible study. We're going to take communion tonight. 
right? We're going to allow the presence and the power of God to fill Bible study up tonight. It's going to be none of Lakeisha and all of God and all of the Holy Spirit and all of his ministering angels. And I want you to be there in Bible study. I expect God to meet us there. I expect God to do something special for us. If you want more information on the online group, it's info at justbeinglmj.com. But I don't want you to make your excuses are just lies. I don't want you to make another excuse why you can't be there. That's, that's not, that's, that, that's not the enemy has been limiting you, right? Everyone in this room is there because they're coming so that they can meet God there so that they can grow in the things of God. And God just happens to meet us there. So let me pray. And then I want to talk to you about the new you. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for your word today. I thank you for growing and grooming us in your word. I thank you for giving us wisdom of how to break strongholds in our life, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, that every debt is demolished today. I thank you, Father God, that our minds are the mind of Christ. And I thank you, Father God, that our will is the will of God. And I thank you, Father God, for the precious presence of the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father God, for sobering us up, (laughs) for showing us how to be sober, for showing us how to renew our mind for returning us to our original factory state, Lord God, was which was for you to get the glory out of our lives. Father God, please show us anything in us that does not align with your will. <laughs> Holy Spirit, we are opening the doors of our hearts so that you can check the valves and check the aorta and check the chambers and make sure we're fluid, Lord God. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. 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 I thank you for wisdom and knowledge that only comes from above. I thank you for with the help of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you, God, for your glory. I thank you, Father God, for your precious presence and your love. Now open the eyes of our understanding to the hope and call of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Give us revelation knowledge in your word. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Father God, you said in the last days you will pour your spirit out upon all flesh. Father God, give us your spirit. Holy Spirit, be in us, working in us through every phone call, through every conversation today. Let us be mindful of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. Lord God, let us not have zeal without knowledge. My God, let us fear. Let us fear evil, Lord God. Let us walk in your very presence, Lord God. Let us not be wise in your own eyes. And Lord God, if there is anything in our heart that does not line up with your word, Father God, give us a heart of flesh. Mm. (laughs) Wash us, (laughs) clean us, renew us, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart is acceptable in your sight. You are my strength. You are my redeemer. I thank you for all that you called us to be into your hope and glory in Jesus name. Amen. So um, we have been in this Ephesians study Um, If you are new to the devotional, welcome to Coffee Conversation with Lakeisha. I am Lakeisha M. Johnson, a.k.a. LMJ. And I just know without a doubt that God is God is God. God is supreme. God is leader. God is ruler. And Jesus is absolutely everything. And the reason that you're able to witness this little Southern girl (laughs) is because of what God did in my life. And the same power of God that overcame and overtook my life is the same power of God that works in your life. You've just got to understand the reconciliation. You've just got to understand who Jesus is. You've just got to understand the power of God and that there is absolutely nothing that can separate you 
from the love of God. So I'm going to give you some truth. The Holy Spirit is going to give you some truth this morning. Yesterday we talked about the reconciliation and that's what Ephesians is focusing on us being reconciled. And so I titled debate today's devotion, the new you, and I'm praying that the Lord take the scales off your eyes so that you're not in a position or a place in which you continuously harbor pains of your past. And you're not in a position in a place where you continually replay the pains of your past. You, you stop trying to figure out why this went wrong and why this happened and all of these other things. Like I really, 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 really pray that today you get revelation that I am not my past, that when I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that I really became a new creature. And so I want to give you an image of something, right? I want to imagine you be, I want you to imagine you being born again, but I want you to translate your being born again, right? We dealt with our sins yesterday. We dealt with our dark places yesterday. And some of you guys are going to have to submit places again and again and again to Jesus until it breaks off of you, right? Until it breaks off of you, you're going to have to keep submitting it. You're going to have to keep renewing your mind. You're going to have to constantly go to the scripture that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. You're going to have to keep repeating that as much as the sins of your past repeat themselves to you is as much as you're going to have to repeat the word of God, right? I told you yesterday, Psalms 119 is our confirmation this week. And there that all, all we need is in the word of God. All we need to do is trust the word of God. All we need to do is get more revelation of the word of God. So there is a new you that's being birthed again, right? There's a new you that's coming into fruition. There's a new you that's being built up. And I'm going to show you how the new you is being manifest. Let me read Psalms 91. I hear you, Holy Spirit. This is the new living translation verses. It says those remember, put your name in there who live in the shelter of the most high will find rest in the shadow of the almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. So I'm not going to take refuge in other things. I'm not going to seek refuge in drugs. I'm not going to seek refuge in friends. I'm not going to seek refuge in sex. I'm not going to seek refuge in relationship. I'm not going to seek refuge in my job. I'm not going to seek refuge in my marriage. I'm not going to seek refuge in my kids. I'm not going to seek refuge in my friends. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him for he will rescue me from every trap and protect me from death deadly disease. He will cover me with his feathers. He will shelter me with his wings. His faithful promises are my armor and my protection. Do not be afraid of the terror at night, nor the arrow that flies at day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras and you will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. So that's Psalms 91 to you today. That's your protection. That's your hedge. You ain't got to be worried about whether or not if I make a decision to come out of darkness, I, if I make a decision to come out of darkness, 
whether or not the enemy gets to advance. Because when I make a decision to come out of the darkness and I make a decision to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, Savior, then I'm sealed. I'm sealed to the day of the redemption and the Holy Spirit is my promise. And so I need you to recognize this. So I need you to close your eyes again. <laughs> I need you to close your eyes again. I need you to pause for a second and close. I need you to close your eyes again. And I need you to imagine yourself being born again, right? I need you to imagine yourself as if you're coming through a spiritual birth canal. You ain't got no clothes on. You ain't got no residue of the past. You ain't, you, you ain't, God is making you into a new create creature. And as you push through, as you break through life, as you've accepted Jesus Christ and you're being born again, you, I'm talking about you shiny, you coming out glistening, you shiny, you ain't got no scars. You ain't got no imperfections. You are tainted. Sin doesn't wait over you. You're shiny forth as pure gold, right? You're shiny for your wash, all your sin, all your stains, everything, everything that ever happened to you is washed. And so when you burst forth, when you drop, when you come out the birth canal, when you are born again, you are refreshed, you are renewed, you got a hair full of hair there. You are not clothed in darkness. You're not clothed. You're not clothed at all. You're a new man. You're a new creature. My God, that is what Jesus did for you. That is what you need to imagine. Every time you question whether or not you are saved, no, I am born again. I accepted Jesus Christ. Everything is washed off me. Everything is clean. And so when you hit, like when you come out the birth canal, you come up standing. You don't come up looking like no little baby. You come up the, out this spiritual birth canal and you come up standing and everything about you is shiny and everything about you is brand new and everything about you is whole. You are whole mentally. You are whole physically. You are whole spiritually. You are whole. You are whole. You are whole. That is why I've been sharing with you and saying to you, you got to focus on your wholeness. You got to put your oxygen mask on before you try to fix the world. You got to seal. You got to be sealed in this. You got to understand who you are and how God created you and how he brought you forth as pure gold. And so we're going to go over to Ephesians and then I'm going to talk to you about the armor of God. I want to read you read this, right? We talked about being spiritually dead. And so now I want to talk to you about coming alive and I'm just going to read the second and third verse. And after I read the second and third verse, I want you to keep the position of you being brand new and what is happening to you after you're being born again. And after your mind is being renewed, you're brand new. Don't you're brand new. Does not matter. You are brand spanking new. You are brand spanking new. So I need you to show we already, we lived the life of death. So Ephesians two and three says, in which you were once walked according to the course of this world, right? We all did according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature children of wrath, just as others. So we once walked there. You no longer walk there. When you accept Christ as Jesus and Lord and savior, you don't walk here anymore. And you might have some things in your life that still look like sin. And you might have some things in your life that, um, might not be worked out yet, 
But once you accept Christ as Lord and Savior, you no longer walk here. Can you say that to yourself? I no longer walk. I once walked. I don't walk there. That was an old man. That was an old woman. I don't walk there anymore. I'm now crucified with Jesus Christ and I'm converted. I'm brand born new. I inherited the sin nature from Adam. That's fine. That was the world system. That was Satan's system. It once had an influence in my life, right? I once lived by my flesh. I once walked, but now I'm alive. I'm brand new in Jesus Christ, right? A dead man feels comfortable in his coffin, but because we are not dead, that's why I said when we come through the spiritual birth canal, we're alive, we're standing, we're walking, we're vibrant. We got new organs. We got a new state of mind, right? And so I once walked here, I was here, but now I'm being alive again. I'm not suffocated. If you're still feeling suffocated by the sins of your past, if you're still feeling suffocated and uncomfortable and overwhelmed, it's only because the enemy has tried to convince you or tell you that you are still dead, that you are still subject to sin when you're not subject to sin because of Christ Jesus, right? And so today you're making a decision. You know what? I'm leaving all the dead places alive. I'm not about to live in a coffin. I'm not about to live in a sinful state. I'm not about to live spiritually dead. I'm not about to live according to the trespasses of my sin. I'm not finna hold the weight of my sin on my life when I know for a fact a new life came to me in Jesus Christ. And so a new life came to you in Jesus Christ. So we don't work for the sons of disobedience anymore, right? We're not working for Satan anymore. And I know some of you are like Lakeisha, but I still have sin in my life. And I'm going to say to you, good, keep taking it to the cross. Keep taking it to the cross. Keep submitting it. Because here's the thing that I do know, right? When when we are or have lived or we walked a certain way or we lived a certain way, it takes a minute for us to get a new rhythm. It takes a minute for us to really believe and understand our righteousness. It takes a min minute for us to stop operating in, um, according to the power of the air or according to uh, what we used to do. It takes a minute for us to come out of disobedience. It takes a minute. It just, it takes a minute. Like it takes a minute. And so I'm getting ready to show you how God rebuilds you in the word. I'm getting ready to show you how the new you comes to you and what it looks like when the new you is put on you. And when you've been Romans 12 and twoing, renewing your mind, every time you renew your mind, it's building the new you. Every time you renew your mind, you build it. So we all once connected and conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh. We did that. That, that was there. That was already there. But, but God did something different for us. And he did something different for us because his whole motive was to reconcile us. And, and his whole motive to reconcile us was because he loved us. His whole motive to reconcile us was because he loved us. So even though you may have things that align in your life that do not align with the word of God, 
the new you, even though you may not see the new you, right? The new you is still there. The new you still is existing. That's why you can't be caught up in your emotions and your feelings. And you can't be taught an emotional Jesus or an emotional God or an emotional religion and thinking that it's, I got to feel something all the time. You don't have to feel something on the time. You got to take this through the spirit of truth. So every time you renew your mind in the word of God, you're being brought into the newness of who you're called to be in Christ Jesus. Let me read to you Peter first. I'm going to read this to you in Peter, and then I'm going to give you something else. Um, first Peter one and one, it says to God's elects exiles scattered through the provinces of Pontus Galatia. And it just goes on. It says, praise be to God. This is the third verse and father of our Lord Jesus Christ in his great mercy. He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. And all this you greatly rejoice though. Now for a little while you may have, to, you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even through refined fire may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. My God, there's so much there. I want to break that apart. I can't right now. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an expressible glorious joy for you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls, right? So even when you were suffering, suffering, this is first Peter, the third verse, first Peter one and three, even when you were suffering, even when you were going through, even when you were overwhelmed, even when you were consumed that God was refining you, right? God was refining. You were in the refiners, refiners, fire, right? So let me go down to the next. It says concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come, you searched intently and within the greatest care, trying to find out the time and circumstance to which the spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of the Messiah and the glories that will follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you, when they spoke of the things that have now been told to you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, even angels. So every time I'm sharing to you the word of God, I'm preaching the gospel. I'm bringing truth to you. That's why you got to be set in the word. That's why you got to be connected to the word. That's why you got to be in the word. That's why you got to be connected to a body of believers. That's why you got to have a pastor, a prophet, a teacher, someone to, to teach you, especially when you don't know how to get new on your own. You cannot get new on your own. You have to get new in the Holy spirit. 13 verse, 1 Peter 1, 1 Peter, first chapter. It says, therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. You are no longer in ignorance. I am your confirmation in how much God loves you that you were born brand new in Jesus Christ. You are no longer ignorant. You cannot, you're not, you got revelation, but just as he who called you is holy. So be holy in all you do for it is written, be holy because I am holy. And then he goes on and tells 
us about obeying truth and we'll get more into that later. But I want to talk to you about what happens every time you renew your mind and how you get built up. And I hope that you are encouraged to stay on the path and stop getting consumed by um, things of your past or places in your past. Anytime your mind is trying to take you to your past and describe to you the old you, you need to amp up the new you. You need to amp up the word of God in your life that reminds you of who you are now in Jesus Christ, not later now in Jesus Christ. So let me tell you what happens, the protection that comes and what goes on in your, you when you are renewing on your mind. I'm going to Ephesians the six, right? Right. And I'm going to go to the 10th verse. And this talks about the whole armor of God. And this whole chapter talks about living life. We in here, we talk about living life by the spirit. We're going to get in this. We're, going to un we're understanding more of what the spirit does for us. Right. And so we're going to go get over to the armor of God. Find, find a word, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power, put on all God's armor. So you're able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. See, the enemy wants you to make you think you ain't got no power. He wants you to think you ain't got no power, but you got all power in Christ Jesus to resist the devil and make him flee. And how you resist the devil and make him flee is by submitting to God. If you will learn to submit all your situations, I'm learning it. Mike, come on now. All your situations to God, you will begin to see the power of God come alive in your life. So it says, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on all God's armor so you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. So can you do me a favor and say, uh, people are not my problem. People are not my problem. I've been thinking or acting as if people were my problem. People are not my problem. And my problem ain't with people. It ain't with people. It's a principality. It's the enemy that's trying to keep me from walking in the fullness of what God, God quit, it has equipped you with everything you need to stand strong with in the midst of every battle you're facing. In the midst of every battle you're facing. You just got to know that when you're born again and you start renewing your mind in the word and you really come into the spirit of truth of who Jesus is, then he begins to clothe you. He clothes you in righteousness. He clothes you in humility. He clothes you in love. And so as he begins to clothe you, it looks a different, different. And so you got to put your armor on, right? You got to put your armor on. So it says, stand, be stern, standing firm, stand your ground, put, putting on the belt of truth. So today you getting your truth. Today you getting your truth. The truth is I am no longer the person that I used to be. That's my truth today. The truth is I am no longer the person that I used to be. I'm not that person anymore. I'm not subject to that person anymore. I'm not subject to sin anymore. That's your truth for today. I'm not subject to be dead anymore. I'm not subject to my coffin. I'm not subject to my situation, right? So I'm going to put on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. Truth tells me that Jesus already overcame all my sickness, all my disease. Truth tells me that I am not subject to the pains of past. Truth tells me condemnation is not from God. 
right? That the truth tells me that that's what truth is telling me. So then he says, for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. You got to put on peace. Well, how am I going to experience this good peace, right? I'm going to experience this peace because it comes from the good news. I'm going to listen to the good news. I'm going to eat the good news. I'm going to watch the good news. I'm going to live with the good news of who Christ good Jesus is. When you receive God's truth, righteousness, peace, his faith, his salvation, and his word, you're fully protected to resist the enemy. And you'll be saying, I can't do this. You're right. You cannot do this. You cannot do this. But if you allow God to clothe you in your armor, you'll be able to withstand every fiery trial. You'll be able to withstand every temptation. He tells us in his word, I always provide for you a place of escape. But the problem is most of us won't stand still and get our armor. We won't allow God to clothe us. We still try to clothe ourselves. Well, that's an old mindset. That's an old mindset. So he says, I'm going to give you the good news that will fully, it's going to fully prepare you. The good news is going to fully prepare you in addition. And so when the enemy comes in like a flood, the good, the good news is your peace. The good news is your peace. I can look at the cross and say everything was already taking care of me at the cross. In addition to this, all of these hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows, arrows of the one. I got to have a shield of faith. Faith shields me staying in faith without faith. It's impossible to please God, trusting that Jesus, everything that Jesus Christ. No, I'm not going to walk outside of faith, which means I got to line up my word with the word of God, which means I'm going to have to be more consumed in the word so that my shield of faith, my words, right, are protecting me. My trust and belief in the supernatural are protecting me. Then I'm going to put on salvation to be my helmet. Once I accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the enemy salvation bombards the thoughts that I ain't worthy. So when the enemy starts telling me I'm not worthy, I can remind him. I, Jesus Christ bore all my iniquities. He took away all my sins. He was chastised for my peace and by his stripes, I am healed spirit, soul, and body. So my mind doesn't get to keep attacking me and telling me I'm not saved. Then it says, pray in the spirit all the times and on every occasion, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere and pray for me too. So every time I position myself in the word, God is clothing me. God is making me over his shield, his protection, his, his faith, his love, his provision. All of that comes every time I make the good news, every time I speak God's word, every time I put my armor on. Right. And what what when we mentally review, when we see what this armor does, guess what happens? We receive God's strength. We get empowered for the day. But most of the time when we wake up, we don't get consumed in the good news. The good news is going to bring to you the peace that you need to understand. I'm not my, I'm a new creature. So do me a favor. Anything attached to you that doesn't remind you you're a new creature. It's time to do away with it. It's time to do away with it. All things from your past have gone away. All things are new. So you're going to have to do an evaluation. What's attached to my life that just keeps pulling me back to the same places in my past. If it's people, do away with the people. Separate yourself. If it's somebody in your house you can't separate yourself from, then you're going to have to ask God for the strategy of how to live in a toxic place.
You're going to have to ask God for the strategy of how to live in a toxic place. And I know it's through prayer and it's through praise, but all things have already been dealt with through Christ Jesus. You are not your past. You are, you are not walking in darkness no more. Stop letting the enemy replay in your head. Like you're subject to darkness when you're subject to Christ. That's kingdom. The blood already did and took care of all this. So you got to submit things about the cross, but you also have to come out of whatever you've been entangled with. It's hard to fight what you sign off on. It's hard to fight what you bite into. It's hard to fight what you hold on to. You got to release it for a better life in Christ Jesus, right? You got to release it for a better life in Christ Jesus. First Peter um, 1 and 17 says, since you call on the father who judges each, each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but it was revealed to these last times for your sake. Through him, you believe in God who raised him from the dead and glorified him. And so your faith and hope are in God. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart for you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable seed through the living and enduring word of God, my God, for all people are like grass and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. So you are new. <laughs> you are brand new, brand spanking new. And if you are somebody and you ain't been acting new, Go on and repent and reset that thing, right? If you didn't really have true, because we do things when we don't have true revelation of who Christ is, when we don't have true revelation of the cross, when we don't have true revelation of the freedom that comes through us in Christ Jesus, we will live in a sin conscious state and sin conscious behavior because we don't think we can overcome the sin. Well, your flesh might can't, but Jesus can. And when we're focused more on holiness than we are focused on sin, guess what begins to happen for us? Holiness comes in because every time we renew our mind, we get a new part of the armor, right? We become clothed in righteousness. We become clothed in love and we begin to see God, right? And we get the revelation of who we are. The enemy only wants you tied to darkness. So you won't win. So you won't prevail. So you won't take the mountain of fluence. And so you won't. You are already born again. You are brand new in Christ. There's a brand new you. You just got to renew your mind in the word so that that person can come forth like pure gold. That's, that's it, baby. You just got to keep eating. Small bites still equal meal. You just got to keep chewing. You just got to keep eating. You just got to keep submitting it to the cross. If it, if it stands up again, submit it again. If it stands up again, submit it back. Submit it back to the cross. If it shows up again, submit it back to the cross, right? If it keeps coming in, submit it back to the cross. Take it back to the cross and say, absolutely not. This was already defeated for me at 
the cross. Remind him every day. I belong to God. I was born. I'm born of God. I was bought through Jesus Christ. Remind. That's why you got to know what your word is. That's why you got to stay in the word. That's why you got to have the good news because it's going to bring you the peace. I love y'all so much. Let me pray for you. Can I tell you something for the, I don't like using the word backslider because I think we all slide backwards. (laughs) I think we all slide backwards, right? I don't want to use the word backslider, but you know, if you've been struggling with sin, you know, if there's a sinful issue, pornography, people like pornography, not sin. it is, it's an idol. Pornography is there to destroy your soul. You know, if you, you are caught up in sin, right? You know that if sin is trying to overcome you, you know, your sinful places. That's why I don't believe browbeating people. I used to didn't understand that. You know, whether or not there are some things that you've been struggling for. This is for my backslider today. This is for those of you that have accepted Jesus Christ, but you still have something in your life that has a stronghold, right? We're going to renounce that stronghold. You don't have to post it. Thank you. Holy spirit. We're going to renounce that stronghold. Maybe you got an idol in your life. Maybe you addicted to food. Maybe you addicted to porn. Maybe you addicted to people, right? Maybe you are so busy been trying to people please that you have not been able to walk into the fullness of who God called you to be in Christ Jesus, right? And if you've never accepted Christ, I definitely want you to get on this. Time is not promised to you, right? But whatever this thing, we're going to submit this thing to the blood. And I'm believing God, there's a breakthrough that's going to come for you and you're going to come to you and you're going to give me your testimony about how this moment with Jesus changed your life, right? This moment, you don't have to accept the fact that this thing can't go away. Sin has to go away. Sin has to go away. Sin and God do not exist, right? Uh, uh, Something else might be a thorn in your flesh, but sin has to go away. You can't submit sin to the cross and it not go away. You just got to keep beating down that sin with the blood. You just got to keep beating down with the sin. You got to keep getting up. You eat it. You bite it. You tear into it. You declare that it has no authority over your life. And so I just want you to repent. I just want you to take a moment and ask the Lord, show me anything in my heart that does not line up with your will. Father, show me, open up the eyes of my understanding. If it's been addictions, addictive behavior, if I've allowed money to consume me, if I've allowed my relationships to consume me, if it's my children that I've made an idol, if it's alcohol, that's an idol. If it's cigarettes, that's, if it's anything that doesn't line up with my kingdom, I've allowed it. If it's pornography, Lord God, right now in the name of Jesus, I, if it's whatever it is, whatever I've been consumed with that does not line up with your word, Father God, repent, go on and repent. Gonna repent. Father God, forgive me. I'm sorry. I've sinned against you. Gonna repent, Lord. I've sinned against you. Right? You're taking authority at that moment that you're repenting. Right? You're taking authority. I've sinned against you and against against you alone. Now, Lord, I got I need you to cleanse me of the guilt. I need you to cleanse me from the sin. I need you to wash me over. I need you to restore me. I need you to renew me. Jesus Christ, I'm asking you to help me and take over this part of my life. Holy Spirit, I need you. I need you to wash the images out my mind. I need you to wash the pornography out my mind. I need you to wash the, the sex out my mind. I need you to wash this relationship out my mind. 
right now in the name of Jesus, I'm declaring that it's defeated under the cross. Lord, I'm taking a stand in your word for your word says, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. So I'm not going to lie about this situation anymore. I'm going to submit this situation to you today, Lord. I can't handle this on my own. I can't do this by myself. Holy Spirit, I need you to overcome in this situation. I need you to take over this situation. Now wash me in your precious blood. Restore. I cancel this assignment of this stronghold off my life. You no longer have precedent and authority. Every generational curse, every generational curse. If it came from the generations, I'm repenting for my forefathers. Break every generational curse and stronghold off my life. This will not be my truth. This will not be my story any longer. And I thank you, Father God. I'm taking my position at the cross. I'm submitting this to you. I'm giving this over to you today, Lord God. I repent from all past sins, Father God, for all future sins, because I know the blood can take care of those. Now renew me and wash me in your word, Lord God. Renew my mind, Lord God. Now I thank you, Father God. I thank you, Lord God. Give them the strength they need. Give them the holiness they need. Give them Jesus, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that they strong, the strongholds are demolished in their lives. I thank you that their eyes are open, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, that anything attached to their life that does not belong to you, Father God, that you're severing the cords right now in the blood of Jesus. They will not walk the same. They will walk renewed, Lord God, for you're married to the backslider. You love the backslider, Lord God. So we thank you, Lord God, that they understand today that there is no sin that separates them from you, Lord God. You're looking for them. Let them be renewed in their mind today that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for salvation. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for the promise of the Holy Spirit. Help them, Holy Spirit, today. Help them come out of ungodly relationships. I dare declare today every stronghold and every soul tie to every ungodly relationship, every person, that you've ever been involved with that has not been your spouse, that those strongholds are broken over your life. And freedom comes to you today in Christ Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that freedom comes to you today in Christ Jesus. I want you to do me a favor. If you know for a fact that it, I want you to do me a favor. If you know for a fact that, um, you've had soul ties or you've had strongholds and those strongholds have been due to sexual relationships outside of marriage. It's the sin. I, I can prove it to you. I can back it up in the word. If you have been involved and you never took authority over that, I want you today to take authority over that. I want you to repent for that. Um, that even though that is culturally normal, that is not our norm. We should not live according to that way. It's hard, right? I, I had to fight things in my life. And the way that I fought that in my life and the way that I dealt with that in my life is I took every name of every person that I ever was connected with that did not line up with my purpose and was not my spouse. And I wrote it down and I ripped it up and I declared my freedom from them in Christ Jesus. The Lord does not want you bound to relationships. Um, 
And we need to get those relationships out the way so that your spouse can come. I love y'all. It's freedom in Christ Jesus. Y'all feel that freedom? I feel freedom coming to you today. I feel freedom coming to you today because you admitted your weakness. You took authority in it. And I'm going to watch God do something powerful and strong for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. Bless your people today. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I didn't even know we had gone this long. So I know it was the power of God. If you're logging on to the devotional, you don't want to miss the beginning. Go back and get the beginning of the devotional. The power of God has been on this devotional today. I expect to see freedom. I expect to see uh, strongholds broken off your life so that you can walk in the fullness of who God called you to be in Jesus Christ. Everything, everything, everything. You can take everything to the cross. I love you. There's no sin, no sin. There's nothing that has, you've had happen that Jesus cannot deal with. There's no circumstances. The enemy, stop letting shame lie to you. It's a lie. There's nothing you've done. There's nothing you've done. There's nothing you've done that can't keep you from Christ. There's freedom coming to you today. There's freedom. I prophesy freedom in your life and it's going to free up all the other things. There's freedom coming to you today in Jesus name. Amen. I love y'all, but more than anything, God loves you. Share this word, (laughs) put this word everywhere you can log onto the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. But more than I love. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ ministries, Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.